This is Sporting Max with Max Becker on SEN. Welcome back to another episode of Sporting Max on 1116 SEN, where today, this Sunday, the 20th of February, I'm joined by two-time Copeland Trophy winner is an AFL Premiership star, Collingwood Magpies Vice-Captain. He's the 264-game champion. Got to strive for that 300 games, mate. Steel Sidebottom, welcome back to the show. It's fantastic to have you in the studios today. How are you going? Going well, Max. Thanks for having me, mate. It's, um, yeah, looks like you've uh, made it big time now from the first time <laughs> that I've uh, been lucky enough to get on. So um, thanks for having me again. Episode six, I think it was straight through to uh, 78. Look out. That's a bit better. <laughs> um, now, I want to sort of start off with what's it like being... Um, an AFL player while managing being a dad. I mean, Matilda's growing up a bit now. Yeah, she is. She, uh, well, she's 17 months yesterday. Um, she's keeping me on my toes at the moment. Um, but it hasn't been too bad, to be honest. Um, yep. Alicia's back at work now. Mm-hmm. Um, she goes to childcare three days a week. So, um, Alicia has Tuesdays off. I've usually got Thursdays off. So, um, yeah, we make it work, but, um, yeah, I'm lucky to have the job I have. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, Matilda's, uh, she's been great for us. We haven't had too many hiccups at the moment. Yeah. So, um, she sleeps and eats well. So, um, that's half the battle, but uh, she's been good. So is there any difference to your sort of, uh, night before the game routine? Um, no, nah, not really. As I said, she's a, she's a good sleeper. Mm-hmm. Um, she's usually down by about seven. Um, and you know, lately she's probably been waking up a bit earlier, but, um, yeah, when footy season was around last year, she, um. She was a bit of a dream, so <laughs> touch wood, she stays like that for yeah. uh, for this year. Now, what about game day? I mean, do you go for a walk game day, um, have a bit of fish and chips before the game? or? <laughs> uh, I'll go for a bit of a walk. I've got two little dogs at home, Buzz and Ziggy. Um, just live near Hayes Paddock there, so, um, yeah, take the dogs over for a bit of a walk, but no fish and chips. A <laughs> um, bit of pasta, some garlic bread, yep. um, fuel up, but, um, yeah, haven't had fish and chips before the game for a while. <laughs> what breed are your dogs? I've got a Maltese Poodle mm-hmm. and a, what is he, a Snouser Poodle, maybe a Spoodle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're, they're going all right. They've sort of been put on the back burner a bit since Matilda's come along, but mm-hmm. um, nah, they're good dogs. So how's your off season? I mean, after a year last year with a couple of different presidents and bucks going out, you know, what, probably the only coach you've had um, for most of your career, what was it yeah. like? Um, obviously with a couple of changes and differences happening around the club. Yeah. Um, as you said, said I've I had Mick for two years, I think at the start, two or three years. And then, um, Bucks was actually still in a, like he's an assistant when I was there. So, yeah. um, I've had, yeah, pretty much Bucks has been at the footy club the whole time that I've been there. So, um, you know, I think the, the changes at the club, um, you know, have, have made a, you know, um, for someone like me who's been there for a long time, it's been nice, um, hearing from a new voice. Um, yep. I think we've got a good mix of coaches that have come in. Um, we've got a new head of fitness as well, which, yep. um, you know, has gave, given us a bit of a different look into pre-season. So, um, the change has been great. Um, I mean, I'm loving going to work at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she's all rosy at the, at the <laughs> moment. Haven't had a game yet. So the wins and losses haven't come, but, um, no, nah, it's a great place to be at the moment. No sprays yet from Craig McRae? Um, there's been a few little ones here and there, but, um, yeah, nothing too serious at the moment. (laughs) Now I know you had a sort of variety, um, of injuries towards the end of last year and throughout the year. Did you have any surgery, uh, post season and 
Um, how's your body feeling heading into this year? Yeah, I had uh, thumb surgery at the end of the season. Um, I broke my thumb in 2015, um, so a while ago now, but probably, um, you know, the last couple of years, just sort of um, a few knocks on it. Um, and yeah, went in to see Jason Harvey and he thought we'd better um, yeah, have surgery on it. So I had a, um, a ligament reconstruction, um, slowly getting there, probably mm -hmm. not a hundred percent at the moment, but good enough. Um, so yeah, had the thumb cleaned up. Um, other than that, um, yeah, pretty good. It was just nice to get off the feet a bit. Um, I'm starting to feel like I'm 31 now going to training, <laughs> starting to get the sore feet and knees, but, um, yeah, I might have to bring the old grass cats out, the old career site, yeah. savers as they call it. But, um, no, the body's all right at the moment and, um, yeah, going okay. How'd you do that, um, thumb in 2015? I, pretty sure I went to handball it and smacked oh, into no. a big Lewenberger's elbow, I think. Oh. So I punched his elbow and, um, knew straight away that I'd done something and yeah, ran off and yeah, unfortunately I think I missed six weeks after oh. that. So now I know how important. Uh, family is to you and the Shepparton community uh, is to you. You must have been thrilled uh, when you got announced that you were being inducted into the Shepparton Sports Hall of Fame. Yeah, I was. A uh, bit of a surprise. Um, it was a couple of Fridays ago now, so um, they'd been planning to have it, um, you know, long before that, but obviously COVID had um, put a stop to that. But, yeah, lucky enough to get it um, get it underway last Friday. Um, you know, some of the names that were inducted, um, Stephen King, mm -hmm. um, who you'd know, um, Stephen Tingay, I'm not sure if you'd know him. A little bit. Yeah. Ex-Melbourne player, um, Adam Uze mm -hmm. as well. So, um, you know, some of the wow. names that, um, you know, were inducted as well. It was, you know, guys that sort of, you know, I loved to watch when I was growing up. So yeah. to be recognized, you know, alongside some of those names was, um, you know, it was pretty nice and, um, had three of my brothers and mum. And obviously mm -hmm. my partner, Alicia, come along and, um, enjoy the night. But, uh, yeah, it's pretty, uh, pretty nice to, um, yeah, be inducted. Now, as a 10 year plus player now, what does a preseason, uh, look like for you? Um, pretty similar to everyone else, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, once you sort of get past that, you know, first or five year, um, age bracket, um, you come back two weeks later than everybody else. So, um, bit of a better break, bit of a longer break here, yeah, <laughs> which is always nice. But, um, you know, people say that, you know, pre-seasons get easier as you get older, but, um, I can't vouch for that because everyone I've been involved in has been pretty tough. So, um, yeah, they, they go for a long time, probably just as long as the actual season, but, um, you know, it's something that we probably need to do to get our, get our bodies ready for, you know, what can be a, a pretty long year. So have the rigours of pre-season differed since uh, you became a part of the AFL? I think it might have been 2009. Yeah. Um, well, I think, you know, the game's always evolving. Um, yep. But, yeah, there's still plenty of running. Um, probably when I first started, there's um, more running without footballs and things like that, whereas, you know, now they try and, you know, make sure that the footy's always in and it's a nice distraction. Yeah. Um, you know, running with a foot in your hand rather than not. So there's been little chops and changes, um, that have been introduced, but, um, yeah, still very, very taxing. Now, can you talk me through the, uh, some of the different types, um, of athletic training that you do, you would usually do in the preseason or maybe the Bucks did with you and, um, new coach Craig McRae has come in and shaken up a bit. Yeah. Um, 
well, for me, I don't mind running. So, um, mm -hmm. sort of in the off season, I'll go for a run and, um, you know, whack the ear earphones in, um, and almost get lost and come back probably an hour later or whatever. <laughs> but, um, you know, as I mentioned, sort of from, you know, last year to this year, there's, there's still a lot of ball work. Um, we used to do the 2K time trial. Um, this year's the first time that, you know, I've been at the club that we haven't done it. Mm -hmm. um, we introduced a new sort of shuttle test, um, you know, which was which was nice again because mm -hmm. um, for whatever reason, a lot of boys get, you know, the, the first day back anxiety of, yeah. um, you know, obviously having to, to beat your time or um, meet your expectation that, you know, you've left with. So, um, yeah, it's a bit of a nice, a nice change up, but, um, you know, as I mentioned, look, it's, it's still a lot of running. Um, and not only just that, there's obviously now with the new coach and things that there's a lot of stuff that, you know, happens inside with meetings and a few tweaks in the game plan as well. So, yeah. um, yeah, the days are full at the moment. So what's it like, um, when you've sort of got that training, um, and what did you get in the shuttle test? Cause I mean, that can be grueling for a lot of players. Yeah. So it's actually something that I've never done before. It's, it's similar to a beep test. Um, I think it might be called the 13, 30, 15, 30 test. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think I got around the 21 mark, which I don't even that's know if that, good. I don't know if that's good or not, yeah. but, um, there was probably about three of us left there towards the end. So, um, did okay at it, but, um, yeah, it was a different test. It was a slow build up, um, pretty slow at the start. And then, you know, before you know it, you're, uh, you're gassed and you're, you're waiting for the end, but, um, yeah. yeah, something different, as I said, which is nice. So was it, who was it? Was you, was Pendles in there too? Nah, uh, Pat Lipinski, who we've, yeah, we've got from the doggies and big Will Kelly, who's, um, yeah, he's a bit of a specimen at the moment. He's come back, <laughs> he's fit. Um, you know, he's probably six, three or whatever he is. He's, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'd expect him to have a good year. Well, we're going to, thanks for a bit of a chat still. We're going to go to a quick break and get back on the other side with steel side bottom. Welcome back from the break, back with steel side bottom steel. Um, I want to get into sort of your early career. I mean, growing up, you played for the Tully Root and the Demons as a junior. What was that like? I mean, what kind of player were you as a kid? Yeah, I actually, funny, I only ever played the one game for Tally, actually. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Tally only had sort of under 17. So um, me being, I don't know, I think it was about 10 when I started, just traveled down the road to Kingupna, um, played all my junior footy there. But, um, you know, I was the youngest of five boys. So the footy over was out the back of our of our play. So, I mean, if it wasn't footy, it was always sport. So yep. cricket, whatever it was, but, um, yeah, I don't know what I would have probably been a similar player to I am now. Um, would have loved to play midfield and sneak forward and snag a few yeah. goals for sure. But, um, yeah, I think I've sort of always, you know, been a similar player to probably what I am now. Mm -hmm. Now, what was it like competitiveness in the backyard or at the footy oval with your brothers? <laughs> yeah, pretty full on at times. Um, I reckon there was, you know, golf balls being hit at each other. <laughs> um, you know, there would have been punches thrown, no doubt. Um, the dad, my dad used to always say that, you know, if you ever wanted to have a fight, you had to go underneath a clothesline out yeah. the back and <clears throat> see who wins the title. So, um, there's, yeah, there's no doubt that, um, I suppose the competitive, um, side of me has come from, you know, my upbringing and, um, you know, the big fellas keeping me on me, on me toes and yeah, not wanting to get beat by them all the time. Now, I believe one of your brothers is in England. I think I might be at the moment playing cricket. Can you tell us about him? Yeah, so Ryan's over there. I think he's been over there for um, maybe oh, potentially nearly six years or oh. could be even more. Um, 
So he'd sort of always wanted to do it. Um, from Shep, he'd come down and played Premier Cricket for Carlton for a while. And then um, my mum's born over in England. So he was able to get his um, UK passport, which to play county cricket over there, you've either got a, I think they can have two internationals or clearly just a local. So <laughs> he hasn't played international cricket. So um, yeah, he's he plays for Warwickshire now um, in the county. I think he's club cricket club. Um, he plays club cricket for Burkeswell over there. Um, and yeah, he, he loves it. I think he's, I don't know how many he's, he's played in the, in the first, but his first game that he played over there was, um, at Lords, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, which, you know, obviously being an Aussie in the ashes and things yep. like that was pretty special. So he's, uh, he's got a partner over there. Um, and I think he looks pretty settled. So, mm. um, I don't know if he'll be back anytime soon. <laughs> what about you Steele? I mean, Moving into the under-18s grand final, um, I think it might have been t- kicked 10 goals. Can you take me through this? Yeah, I can. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I was, you know, very fortunate that night. I think it was just one of those nights where everything clicked for me. Um, I think one of my first possessions, I got holding the ball. So probably was <laughs> thinking it might have been a long night. But, um, yep. yeah, fortunate enough, to, uh, you know, the tables turned a little bit. Um I think I played probably the first half um, midfield and then uh, third quarter got thrown forward and happened to kick five. And <laughs> yeah, I had eight straight, I think, at three quarter time. And, um, you know, I think the coach sort of probably wanted me to get to 10 as well. I think that mm-hmm. stage we'd had a pretty comfortable lead and um, probably wasn't any doubt that we we're going to win by then. And um, got my ninth, you know, early in the last and then got the yips a bit. I think I kicked one out in the full. Just a couple from in front, but, um, yeah, eventually got the 10 and I think we won the granny by about 70 points. So pretty, spe- pretty special night and, you know, one that I'll never forget and probably got me to the position I am tonight today. Yeah. So then how did you get into, I guess, the Collingwood side, um, to be part of that 2010 grand final team? Yeah. So, um, got drafted, um, you know, at the end of 2008 with pick 11, um, I was a mad bomber supporter growing up. So I was half open that I'd end up at the Bombers. Um, but yeah, got picked up by the Pies and, um, you know, had to go and, and play VFL and, um, I suppose try and earn my spot. Played, I think maybe five or six in the VFL. And then I was emergency against St Kilda on a Monday night at, at Etihad. Um, and Leon Davis was a laid out. So, um, yeah, made my debut against the Saints. Um, we got pumped by about 70 points. Um, yeah, played probably maybe seven, seven games, I think. Um, and then I remember the game I got, we played Sydney and Sydney and, um, yeah, Brett Kirk was, was playing well. And I think back then I was probably 75 kilos ring and wet. I was probably similar to your frame, yeah. Max. <laughs> um, and I got thrown in the third quarter to try and play on Brett Kirk and, oh. um, got moved off him pretty quickly and ended up getting <laughs> dropped that week. So yeah, went back to the VFL and then was lucky enough to play, um, you know, some, some good footy in the VFL and then, uh, got picked in the first final against the saints. And, um, lucky enough for me, I haven't had to go back and play VFL since. So what was that like in your first game, um, against the saints and who were you sort of matched up on? Um, it's a long time ago now. Um, I suppose it was, a bit of a blessing that I didn't have time to, um, you know, get nervous over because I only found out that afternoon that I was <laughs> playing. So, um, 
yeah, obviously told the family and friends to try and, you know, get them to be able to make it. But, um, you know, I don't remember a whole lot of it. Um, it was more, you know, I was probably in a bit of awe, you know, everything that I'd always dreamt of to be able to play AFL. Um, you know, I was out there living it. So, um, yeah, don't remember a whole lot of it. But, yep. um, yeah, it was one that I, although we got, got flogged, I thoroughly enjoyed. Now, I've got to ask a quick question um, just about family life. What about post-game um, nowadays? Does Alicia let you go out with the boys? <laughs> no, I'm too old for that now, Max. As you <laughs> said, I've got a little little girl now who, uh, you know, I love to be at home and uh, and be around. So um, you know, we usually get back to the club, um, do a bit of recovery, might have a few beers back then. But, um, yeah, no heading out onto the, onto the <laughs> circuit anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Um, now what about that 2010 grand final and then the replay? Um, I mean, Lenny Hayes got that Norm Smith medal in the first game and then in the replay, it was Scott Pendlebury. What was yep. it like, um, in those two games to be a part of, you know, AFL history? Yeah. Um, well, you know, back then I was 19 at the time and, um, you know, probably took it all for granted a little bit. Um, similar to what I was saying about, you know, my first game, once you sort of play your first game, then. Yep. You know, you want to start playing in finals and then grand finals. So, um, yeah, I was fortunate enough to play in those grand finals. Um, you know, she was obviously pretty tight in that in that first one. And um, potentially, I don't know, because it didn't happen. We, You know, if it went to extra time, then who knows what would have happened. But, um, you know, as it stands, it was a draw. And, um, yeah, we obviously had to come back the next week and, um, you know, there's a lot of things that have sort of organized after grand finals. Like, um, we had like a, um, like a dinner thing on for all, you know, your friends and families to, yeah. <laughs> to celebrate or, um, or whatever. So, you know, we, we still went to that. We just had dinner and, and sort of took off. So we did that and then had to come back and play again. And, um, fortunate for not fortunate enough for us. Um, yeah, we come back and, and we're the better team next week and, um, you know, ran out pretty comfortable winners in the end. So. Um, to go through that experience was, um, you know, was, was very special and, you know, there'll never be anything like it again because they've changed the rules since. So, um, yeah, very special couple of weeks for myself. So coming into that second game, do you think um, you guys might have been a bit less nervous um, than the first game because you know what the expectations are um, of playing in an AFL grand final? You know all the pre-game things, everything like that. Yeah, there's no doubt it would have definitely helped. Um I don't think there was no, you know, grand final parade and all that, all that kind of stuff that comes along with it. So, um, yeah, it was, you know, a lot more relaxed. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe we pulled up better from the first game. Um, you know, we had some guys that, you know, maybe didn't play to their, um, um, their best the first week. And, you know, someone like Scotty Pendlebury, who you said won the Norm Smith the next yeah. week, probably didn't have, have his greatest game in the first game, but, um, you know, showed his true colours in the second and, you know, that was why we were able to, you know, run away winners. I want to touch on that 2019, I think it was premiership loss to the West Coast Eagles. You were right in there and then Dom Sheed comes in with a hammer from an angle and kicks a winning goal. Yeah. What was that like for you guys? Um, and then for it to be blamed on the runner, I mean, around the club. Yeah. Um, you know, as I mentioned before about being, you know, 19 at 2010 and sort of taking it for granted, um, you know, when I was young, I thought that playing finals and grand finals was just sort of always going to happen. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, like sort of 15 to, you know, 15, 16, 17, um, I was sitting on the couch while the finals was on. So, um, 
you know, I got a taste of, of, um, you know, the other side of it, not being able to be out there and, and play when, you know, when everyone wants to play. So going into 2018, um, you know, I really wanted to make sure that, you know, I sat back and really embraced it all and, mm -hmm. and took everything in. Um, so, you know, the whole lead up and not even just the grand final, but I think that whole final series and yep. even the whole year, um, sort of where we come from to, you know, be a kick away at the end. Um, although we lost that game, you know, that 2018 year for me personally was far better than, um, you know, winning that 2010 grand final. Um, yeah, I was a lot older and more mature and, you know, really just enjoyed it. But, you know, as you said, we come up short, um, and then for, you know, things to Woody, who you mentioned about the runner, who's, you know, who's a mate of mine, um, you know, I think you've got supporters who are, you know, are sort of disappointed with the result and, and almost looking for things to blame, yeah. um, blame. And, and he was unlucky that, you know, he was in the wrong position at the wrong time and it was definitely not his fault. So, no. um, yeah, for him to have to go through that is, is pretty sad. And, um, yeah, I just wish we could have kicked one more goal and it would have saved all those headaches. I mean, for it to be blamed on the runner, Woody, though, I mean, runners, you get sent out there, um, obviously, by the coach to deliver messages or things like that to the players. And obviously, now that's been shortened up by the AFL, the amount of time that a runner can spend on the ground each quarter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And exactly right. And, you know, as well as I do, that wasn't the case. And, yep. Um, yep. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, I want to touch on the Copeland, your Copeland medals, um, 2017. What was that like? Um, watching that pole go down and, you know, you get your first Copeland medal. Yeah, it was pretty special. Um, yeah, 2017 wasn't one of our greatest years, but probably, um, you know, we'd start to sort of build from the previous couple of years. And um, I think I remember it was one game to go and Tay Adams and myself were both um, both equal. And I think I might have managed to get one vote um, in the last and he mustn't have got one. So just scraped home in that one. Um yeah, I, I suppose it's, you know, good recognition for, you know, a lot of your hard work. Um, but, um, yeah, clearly, you know, the BNF medals aren't the ones you want and, mm -hmm. um, you know, you want the, you want the premiership ones, but they're nice sort of, you know, um, nice awards to win along the way. As I said, it just sort of, sort of, um, you know, gives you recognition for, for a lot of the hard work that you've, you've put in and, um, you know, clearly it's, it's not. Um, an individual sport, it's your team sport. So, um, you know, without all of my teammates, you know, I'm, I'm not the player that I am. So how do you prepare, um, your obviously Copeland medal speeches? I mean, you won it again in 2018. Um, there's no preparation at all. Just it goes into it. Head. Yeah. Just, well, usually at the Copeland trophy night, you're allowed to have a few beers. So, yeah. um, have a few beers and, um, get the courage up a little bit, but, um, you know, I think you just. There's a lot of thank yous and things like that. And, um, yeah, you just want to, it's almost, um, a bit of a full stop on the season. So you're there to enjoy the night. And, um, yeah, I suppose I was just lucky that, uh, my name got called out as, you know, the winner of the Copeland trophy. Shout out to Matt Dicker and the Lau Elephants. I've, I've heard a couple of your Copeland speeches. Um, you mentioned him, um, and the Lau Elephants in that, um, and I think it might've been 2018, 18, 18 speech. What, what did he have to force you, force it to you to get him to mention you? Yeah, definitely. I think he got me one of the, um, the layout elephants. I don't know if it was a basketball top or footy jumper that they were wearing. So that's, uh, up in the pool room at home that mm -hmm. I, you know, look at all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Now, I want to talk about the club. What was it like, the back end of that season, to play, um, you know, such a great player and coach like Robert Harvey? Yeah, well, I mean, to almost go back a little bit and, um, you know, to see someone like Bucks, who's been at, you know, the club for a long time, um, you know, things don't always work out the way you want them to work out. And, you know, I think Bucks had such a great career as a player and, you know, for me to be able to work under him as, as him as coach, um, you know, I think he's had a great career as a coach and who knows, he's probably got more to offer as well. So for a start to see, um, you know, him almost, you know, get sacked, at, you know, um, halfway f through the year, it sort of, um, you know, make, it made me feel a little bit um, almost responsible because at the end of the day, it's not often the players get sacked mid midway through the season. Yep. It's the coaches. So, um, you know, I felt responsible for, um, you know, some of the performances that we're dishing up, but, um, for halves to get his chance, um, he's been in the system as a coach for a long time. Um, you know, it was great as well. And, um, you know, a few different ideas for him that, you know, probably we hadn't had under box was nice as well, but, um, you know, he's no longer at the club either. He's gone to the Hawks. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, we've got a, we've got a nice new mix of, of coaches at the footy club. We're going to go straight to a quick break and then cut to have a chat about Eddie Maguire on the other side. Welcome back from the break with Steel Side Bottom Steel. I want to get into a bit of Eddie Maguire. We've recently had him on the podcast. He's a great man. Um, and such a great person. Um, in the past year, you've had Mark Corder and Peter Murphy, um, at the club. Do those differences, I mean, you've only been under Eddie over your entire career so far, um, do those differences sort of flow through and go through to the playing group? Um, I suppose they, they do, um, yeah, sort of without even, um, noticing it as well. I think, um, you know, Collingwood being such a big club as well and, um, you know, how it all unfolded for, for Eddie to, um, to not be at the club. Um, it's, it's a distraction that, um, you know, no footy club needs and, you know, whether we noticed it or not, I think it did have a bear, you know, bearing on the way that, um, you know, probably the club was running potentially not so much as the way we were playing, but, um, you know, when there's, um, when there's media at the club, usually it's because something's not right. Yeah. They tend to not yeah. come to the club too much when, you know, things are yeah. going smoothly. So, um, yeah, it was, it was, you know, it was a very, well, for me, it was like a, a very sad time at, you know, the footy club to see someone who, um, you know, had put so much work and, you know, so much of his life into the footy club for it to sort of end the way it, way it did for Ed was, you know, very disappointing, but, um, you know, not sort of, um, you know, COVID and things, you know, what, what, what ha has been, I just hope that, you know, in due course that he'll be celebrated for, you know, some of the outstanding work that, you know, he did at that footy club because potentially the footy club doesn't exist um, mm -hmm. if it wasn't for the work that Ed had done. So, um, you know, a huge, huge figure. And, um, you know, I think someone that you're sort of, you know, miss seeing around the club. He's, he's a great bloke, Ed. And, um, you know, for me who, you know, I've had a couple of hiccups along my way. Um, you know, Eddie's always got uh, his players back and, and sometimes it's, um, you know, it's, it's not good for Eddie, but he'll do anything for his players. And I think that's, that's why it makes him such a good, such a good fella. Um, now, do you notice any differences between um, the presidency styles of Eddie McGuire and uh, Mark Corder? Um, oh. And Jeff Brown, sorry. Yeah. 
Well, not, not, not really. I think a lot of the sort of work that, you know, those guys do is, is clearly away behind from the scenes, yeah. behind the scenes, but, um, yeah, I, I, I don't really know how, you know, either of them ran or whatever, how they'd done things. But, um, you know, I think Eddie was, um, they used to call him Eddie everywhere because he was everywhere. He obviously had the things he was doing on channel nine and things like that. So, um, I feel like he did see probably a little bit more of Ed, but, um, yeah, I wouldn't know how they sort of run things off the field. Yep. Um, coach Craig McRae, what was your, I guess, initial reaction when it was announced he was going to be your coach for this year? Um, so Fly was at the club, um, my early days. So, um, he was a development coach, um, back when, you know, I sort of first started. So, um, you know, I sort of had, you know, a relationship there already with him. Um, but yeah, I, I was, you know, I was stoked to, um, you know, have somebody like him. I think, you know, one of his big strengths is he's a real people's person. And, um, you know, I feel like whenever I have a conversation or something with fly that, you know, I always, you know, leave that conversation, you know, feeling better about myself. And, um, you know, I feel like when you, you know, when you speak to him, it, he really looks like he's listening and taking what you say. So, um, you know, fly has been from the moment he walked in the door and, um, I think he, he made an effort to sort of sit down with every individual player and he had his notepad out and writing notes, which, yeah. you know, he, he wants to know about you and, um, you know, he really wants us to, to be ourselves and express ourselves at the footy club. So, um, yeah, since flyers come in, he's been, um, he's been, he's been really good and, um, yeah, someone who I'm loving, you know, going to work with every day. Have you had discussions with him, um, sort of around, you know, your position in the group this year and where you're sort of going to be playing? Yeah, I did. So in that sort of first, um, you know, initial catch up, um, yeah, it's probably the last sort of couple of years I've been sort of swung around a little bit, played, um, bits and pieces forward midfield, um, you know, on the wing as well. So, um, you know, we just sort of spoke about going back to home base a little bit and, yep. you know, for me, for me, that's probably playing a little bit more time on the wing. So, um, let some of the bigger boys in there mm -hmm. do all the dirty work and, um, I'll sort of run around the outsides and, and try and keep things nice and nice and tidy. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been nice, um, you know, getting back to sort of where I think I've played my best footy. So, um, yeah, let's hope I can produce some of my, uh, you know, best footy going forward. Now there's, a, there's been a fair bit going on around the club in the past year, a couple of exits, um, a couple of new entries, including Nick Dacos. Um, he was picked as a father son. What's he been like to get to know, and um, obviously you got Josh at the club too. Yeah, it's been I sort of sort of known that he's been coming to the club for a while now, and um, it's probably when he was like fifteen and sixteen he was coming down to the footy club, and it sort of felt like um, it was such a long time between then to when he was actually going to get drafted, and he's finally in there now. Um, you know, he's he's very silky. He looks, you know, he looks very smooth when he's got the footy. He rarely coughs it up, um, you know, and I think he'll really compliment our team and, you know, um, you don't want to put too much expectation on such a young player, but I think he's he's already shown, you know, why he was such a high pick in the draft. Um, you know, some of the things that he's been able to do this far in pre-season. Um, you mentioned his brother Josh as well. I think um, he'll just keep getting better as well. He's still young, but, um, you know, let's hope to see some, you know, some great footy by both of those two coming forward. How are the old guys at the club looking? I mean, Pendles is obviously still in excellent shape. Yeah. What's he going to be like and what can we expect from him this year? 
Um, probably much of the same. I think it's, it seems like he never slows down. Um, you know, it's a pleasure to be able to, you know, sort of play alongside him at times. He, you know, as everyone talks about, he sort of slows the game down and, um, cause he's definitely not quick, um, <laughs> but he makes everyone else sort of look, look yeah. slow around him. But, um, you know, as everyone mentions, his bas basketball background coming through and, um, yeah, Pendles is, he's come back in great shape again. He always does. And, um, yeah, I don't expect anything different. I'm sure he'll, he'll play well again this year and, and lead from the front like he always does. We'll go to a quick another break and get back on the other side to have a chat about the AFL. Back from the break with Steel Sidebottom. Steel, I want to get into a bit of AFL. Um, I mean, on the team dynamic, obviously, you've mentioned on the wing. Um, and with COVID, I mean, the NBA have got 10-day contracts. Um, we've heard talk about the NBL possibly having some short-term contracts for players. I mean, if a Ruckman goes down... Um, in say for Collingwood, um, Cox goes down or someone like him and you don't have any other Ruckman, um, to back him up. What are your thoughts on, you know, going into like maybe a short term, 10 day, 15 day contract, um, with maybe someone from the VFL? Yeah, I sort of, um, I like all that kind of stuff. I think it, um, you know, adds a bit more to the, to the game, um, and yeah, I think the games, as I sort of mentioned earlier, the game's always evolving. Um, and you know, if you found yourself in a position where, you know, one of your keys have gone down and, um, you know, you don't have the cattle there to, to be able to, um, to restock then, um, you know, whatever sort of concept they come up with, um, whether it's a pool that you can sort of choose from or it's, yeah. it's your VFL or whatever it is, I think it's, um, yeah, I think it will be good for the game. It, you know, it gives guys another opportunity that potentially, you know, wouldn't get that opportunity. So, um, yeah, I reckon it'll be, it'll be good for the game and something that, yeah, I'd definitely like to see. What about mid-season draft? I mean, that's been spoken about, um, multiple years and it's, I think it's happened two years in a row now. What do you think of that? And, um, possibly someone like, uh, I mean, we've seen it with a couple of guys, um, coming into the league and having impacts on teams last season. Yeah. That's another thing. I, I love it. Um, same thing again that, you know, someone might have missed the draft the previous year and then have played some really good footy in their, you know, in their state comp and, um, you know, you, you might get an injury in the first half of the season and, you know, someone pops up that, um, you know, your potential now that you're, you're able to pick them up and sort of, and fill your list back up. So um, I think it's, it's great. It gives, as I said, people another chance that, you know, potentially they wouldn't have had and, um you know, someone, you know, like Marlon Pickett getting picked up mm -hmm. and playing in a grand final and winning that, um, you know, I hope to see more stories like that going forward. Um, now, AFL State of Origin, it's been played um, a few times now. What's your um, sort of perspective on this? Yeah, I was lucky enough to play in it um, for the last one. So, yeah, I'm, I'm all for it to be able to, you know, play alongside the best players, you know, from the comp. Um, yeah, something that, you know, I definitely love doing and, um, you know, I'm sure if you ask most players that, you know, they, they'd say the same thing. And, um, you know, I think sort of the fans want to see that they want to see the best players out there performing. And, um, you know, I think that that game's a really good opportunity to showcase, you know, the talent in the comp. Um, now what was that AFL origin experience like for you? Yeah, it was great actually. Um, as I mentioned, it's, you know, it's usually guys that you're competing against and, um, you know, when you play against someone, you know, you might think, think different of them until you actually meet them. So, you know, when you're out there in that competitive spirit, sort of, 
shining through. There's, you know, some tempers out there and, um, you know, you might think of people differently, um, as to when you meet them, they're all, you know, similar people to myself, yeah. they're, you know, very, very competitive out in the field, but you know, once you can actually, um, sort of sit back and speak to them and get to know them, they're actually good fellas. So, um, yeah, to be able to be a part of that game was, um, yeah, it was great. And sort of, we spent a couple of days together before it. Um, and after it as well. So, um, yeah, it was definitely nice to get to know a few of the opposition players. Were you or any of the guys weary of the fact um, that, you know, you got a season to play, you don't want to, um, you know, injure yourself? No, I don't, I don't think so. And um, I think it's if you sort of go in with that mindset, that's when the injuries will probably happen. So, um, yeah, I can't say myself that I was, you know, worried about going out there to get injured. You know, we train three or four times a week and, um I suppose playing one more game before the season, you know, I don't think was going to be any harm. So how are you looking forward to this season? Yeah, I can't wait for the season. It's um, It's been a long pre-season, actually. Um, I'm starting to feel feel my age a little bit now. I'm 31. Um, I'm the fourth oldest at the footy club now. So Who's the oldest? Uh, Pendle's the oldest. Pendle's, Pendle's Ruffy, or Pendle's Howie Ruffy, and then myself. So... Um, yeah, I'm definitely sort of starting to feel the sore spots a bit more, but, um, you know, I've been pretty durable over my career and haven't had too many injuries. And, um, yeah, to date, I haven't sort of had any sort of hiccups this preseason. So hopefully that'll hold me in good stead to have a good season. So what date did you go back? I mean, some players, like you mentioned before, go back two weeks earlier or some might get a big, bit of extra personal training in yep. um, before preseason. So, yeah, the... First of four years went back on the 22nd of November, I think it was. So, um, and then, yeah, the older guys was on the 5th of December and obviously not, you know, sort of going anywhere because of COVID. Most of the guys, you know, were in and around Melbourne. So, um, there was a fair chunk of the guys that were actually there November 22nd. So I think from day dot, we've had, you know, guys that have, you know, come back raring to go and, and keen to get better because yeah, where we finished last year was, wasn't great. And. Um, you know, I think we've got some, um, as I said, some, some good changes at the footy club, um, you know, that are, that are holding us in good stead at the moment. And, you know, I'm confident we'll be able to perform come day, come, come game day. Does Craig McRae have any expectations of, um, where the team should be sort of sitting around, um, for this year? No, not yet. Um, and you know, uh, right now it's about sort of us just to, um, you know, start learning some new things as part of the game plan. Um, there's definitely been some shifts and, um, yeah, sort of we need to start getting better at those things before, you know, before we start worrying about where we should be on the ladder. But, um, you know, the things that we've put in place this far, um, you know, I've been impressed with and, um, you know, I'm really looking forward to for the season to start and to be able to put all the things that, you know, we've been practicing over the preseason all to, all to one and um, start competing against some opposition. So how do you try and personally work on, um, I guess, your game each season? Um, well, you, you always review your year. And, um, you know, for me personally, probably the last couple of years haven't been great. So, um, you know, I think our sort of, you know, our group is, is probably younger than it ever has been at the moment. And, you know, for someone who's, you know, at the latter stage of their career, it's been nice for me just to sort of go back to basics and, um, yeah, just sort of to get to get more confident in myself, um, go back to the fundamentals, um, and, ju and just try and get good at the basic things. Cause, um, you know, if you can't do the basics, then, you know, you're not going to be able to do the other stuff. So 
it's been nice. Um, and as I said, I'm, yeah, I'm just really looking forward to getting into it. Thanks, Steel, for coming on um, for a chat today. Sunday, the 20th of February. It's been an honour to have you on. Um, best of luck for this year. Iris, thanks, Max. And I look forward to uh, heading out for a fish on Dad's boat soon. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, Steel. Stay tuned next week, everyone, for some more Sporting Max. This is Sporting Max with Max Becker on SEM.